Hey there, money honey. So you want to build your offers, hit your 10K months, build the juicy savings account, travel with your family, create the consistent income, hire the assistant, get the money, honey. You know what I mean? Well, we better get into it. Welcome to week four. Let's go. Hi, you guys. Welcome back to another installment here in Money Honey. Today we have our Money Mindset module. And there is, my God, I could create 27 courses about Money Mindset. There is so much to dive in here. And the truth is you are never done on your Money Mindset journey. And so I think that's the first lesson I want to start with is like, you know, don't beat yourself up as you are relearning lessons and getting more familiar with them. Um, Don't beat yourself up if you feel like, gosh, this has been a long time and I'm still pulling back the layers and clicking in the pieces. Like this is how money mindset works and we're never going to be perfect with it, but you will start to catch yourself. And so what I mean by that is like, start to look at how you operate and think about money in your day-to-day life. You know, think about when you're saving it, when you're spending it, how you're talking to yourself about it. When you look at your bank accounts, when you look at the price of things out there. And I say all of that, not to say like, hey, nothing's expensive and like watch your money mindset. Like we're not here to bully each other. What I will say is like, I started to change my perspective on money instead of like judging things. It was just like, how does this feel for me? And does this feel expansive and something my higher level self would want and would do no question? Or is it a no, you know? money mindset and looking at the price of things is not like buy everything under the sun and like buy the $27 brick of butter. (laughs) Like, I don't know. As this podcast ages, you never know. Like maybe butter will get to that price. But like the first spot I really noticed my money mindset was groceries. And if you have heard my story at all, you know, back when I was first starting my business and I was barely making $2,000 a month, like I was standing in the grocery store and I was like, I just want to be able to buy the $7 organic bin of strawberries and not second guess it. Actually, I think it was raspberries, but like I got strawberries on the mind right now. (laughs) You know, it's like, so really start to pay attention and let this just be an experiment for you where you start to look at your conversations you have with money, with yourself differently. Because as you start unraveling your money mindset and as you start thinking about things differently, you will start to notice how other people talk about money too. But here's the reality. That's none of your business. You are not doing this to like, change other people, especially people you have intimate relationships with and your family. Please hear me loud and clear when I say this. When you start working on your money mindset, it's going to become glaring in your face the way other people talk about their money. And you know, like the people you spend the most time with, you're going to notice it the most with. Don't shame them for that. Don't start to break down your relationship just because they think differently about money. Can you protect yourself with money conversations? Yes. I don't have money conversations with every single person in my life because it's not fair to them. They don't study this stuff, okay? And you can't shove it down people's throats and force them to study it. So I am going to like preface the whole module with that because it is not talked about enough. Once you start working on this, you're going to notice the differences in how people talk about money and you're going to feel like they need to get on board and that's not for you to decide. Let them come to their own journey with it. I can guarantee 
guarantee the longer you start to do this and the more you start to feel differently about money, they're going to feel that energy from you without you having to have a single conversation. They're going to see the way you interact with money. They're going to see the fact that you've grown your money and they're going to start to, I, I guarantee it, every single person in my life that I'm super close with has started to think about money differently purely because I went first. Okay. So I say all of this because I don't want anyone to break down their relationships with people they love over money. Like that's not what we're doing here. Okay. So you will never out earn your belief of what you believe you are capable of earning when it comes to money. You will never out earn how much you think you can earn. You will never out save how much you think you're capable of saving. And you will never change your spending habits unless you start to look at your money mindset differently. So I really like to view this like a thermometer because you're going to start stretching your range and what you start to default to with your money, okay? And what I mean by that is we all have a set point with our thermometers today as it stands as you're listening to this episode, you know? There was a time where I was okay, like not really having a cushion in my bank account. There was like a few hundred dollars in there. Bills were getting paid. My bills always got paid. I was carrying a credit card balance. I could like do minimal things. That was my set point. And then my set point changed to where I couldn't even imagine carrying a credit card balance now. But if you've heard my story, I was deeply in debt when I started this. So I don't say any any of that to like cause shame or make you feel guilty if you have it. Like, Lord, I was there, okay? But now I couldn't even imagine carrying that. It just always gets paid off. It's always there. I also couldn't imagine not putting money in my savings account every single month. I do it personally and in my business account every single month without fail. But I grew that thermometer and it's stuff I don't even second guess anymore. I'm not worried about how I'm gonna save money this month. I'm not worried about how I'm going to put money in my investments this month. I'm not worried about paying off my credit card balance, but you see my point. There was a time and place where A, that wasn't happening. B, I had to think about it a little bit more until it became my set point. You know, your set point in your thermometer becomes things that you don't even actively think about anymore. You know, like when you buy a car or you buy a house or you start paying rent at a different amount at First, when you do it, you think constantly, like, how am I going to pay for this? Like, did I spend too much? Like, what if we don't have enough for the, the mortgage payment? Like, oh, like I maybe I overspent on the car. You think about that for a while until you get comfortable with the payment and you don't think about it anymore until it just like starts to come out of your account and it's a comfortable set point and you just, you truly aren't thinking about it anymore. You know, when I first got my Range Rover, I was just like, oh my God, I was so nervous. I was like, how am I going to pay for this? Like every single month, even though the money was coming in, I was worried there'd be a point where I couldn't pay for it until I just stopped thinking about that until I got comfortable with the set point. The same thing happens with what you're used to earning in your income, what you're saving, and what you're spending. Now, it is the same amount of effort for the universe to deliver you $1 as it is to deliver you a million dollars. The problem is, is our beliefs and our emotions that get wrapped up in all of that. Because when you hear that line, it's like, okay, well, if it's the same effort, why haven't they delivered me a million dollars? It has to do with our beliefs behind it, our emotions behind it, and the leaks in everything that wraps up into that goes into how we carry ourselves, what we decide to do, the goals and intentions we decide to put our energy behind, and therefore our results. So how do we continue to move this set point? 
Number one, I think it's really good to notice that I have talked about a range in your thermometer a range because as you start stretching yourself more with a range, a range gives you space. A hard number creates only success or failure. You either hit it or you don't. And when we start to put ourselves in that place in business, havoc ensues, okay? If you create a spot where there's only success or failure, you will try to avoid failure every single time. And when you're trying to avoid failure, you cannot be focused on success at the same time. They are two polar opposite places, two polar opposite thoughts. So creating a set point would be like, I want to earn $10,000 a month, or I want to earn $4,000 this week, or I want to save $1,000 this month, okay? That's a set, set number, one point. You can either hit that or you don't. You either succeed by saving $1,000 or you fail by not hitting the $1,000. If you hit 900, it's a failure. A range gives you more space to play and the minute we create more space, our manifestations come in quicker. So let's say you do want $10,000 a month. Maybe your range starts to become... $8,000 to $12,000 a month. If you're used to earning a few thousand dollars a month, you wouldn't be upset earning eight. (laughs) And the $8,000 per month mark actually gets you to six figures, which like a lot of us like forget about that when we do the math because we have 12 months in a year, right? So you start to create a range. Okay, like I'm going to play with my range, like where I'm, I'll never dip below $8,000 a month and I'm going to start stretching myself to like $12,000 a month. You have so much room to play in the middle to avoid that success or failure set point. Same thing with savings, same thing with spending. You can start to create ranges with it. Now you're going to move through this through your beliefs and your attention on your money. Your beliefs are your beliefs about money and people who have wealth, your beliefs about sales and selling and creating an income in your business, and your belief about what you believe is possible for you. That's what gets wrapped up in your beliefs. And my gosh, we could go on for 17 episodes just about beliefs around money and society and people who have wealth. If you think money is dirty, if you believe that wealthy people are terrible, I can promise you, you will struggle with wealth your entire life because the universe wants to protect us. And if we believe it's going to be bad or a detriment to us to have money, we're not going to do it. If we believe we aren't good at taxes and somehow we're going to do something wrong with it and put ourselves in a really bad place, you're not going to attract the money because the universe doesn't want to put you in a bad place. So really what this is about is continuing to unravel all of those beliefs we have when it comes to money and wealth. And so when you do this, you're going to start to notice things immediately. And I've got lots of prompts for you inside the workbook to start to work through all of this because I know when you first think about this, it's like okay, I don't know. Like, I think (laughs) there's some wealthy people who are bad people. You know, we hear lots of things like money is the root of all evil or don't be too greedy or wealthy people are greedy. They don't do any good in the world. You have to start to find examples of people and wealthy people who are good people in the world. 
Listen, Mother Teresa flew around in a private jet, okay? Like we have as society got our wealth and our money so twisted. So start looking for examples of the wealthy who are great people, who do great things. You know, I can tell you for sure, I donate more, I do more for people. I am a better person having healed my money. I just have more money to give the version of me who's driving a Range Rover. But for some reason, we start to get it really twisted. Like if I have a fancy car, that must mean that I'm harming people and not giving enough to the world. And it's just like, here's the reality of it. When I was driving my cute little Chevrolet car, I didn't have any money to give. I was the charity. So going after your goals and growing your wealth, you are going to grow your capacity to help other people as well and to give and do wonderful things. But we really have to be able to unravel that. We have to look for examples of people who we believe are good people who are wealthy and we have to unravel our beliefs about money. You know, For a long time, I really viewed money as a pie. And when this first got explained to me, I was just like, oh my gosh, this is everything. And this comes from Abraham Hicks. If you haven't listened to any of those audiobooks, they're really great audiobooks to just like put on and listen to while you're cleaning the house or doing work. I love, it's a really hard conversation. It's a girl talking, but like Abraham Hicks is like her spiritual collective. I'm not even going to get into it. Anyways, Abraham Hicks, search it. There's lots of good money mindset conversations that she has. And one of the concepts that she talked about that just like really landed for me when it comes to money mindset is she talked about money as a pie and comparing it to health. You know, we really start to view money so differently compared to any other area in our life, but it doesn't operate any differently. It's just that our emotions are different around it. So when it comes to health, like you're not worried that when you get healthier, you're going to take away from other people's ability to be healthy. It's quite the opposite, actually. You think you will probably inspire people. And you know that when you get healthy, you can do more, have more, be more, help more people. You're not worried about what it will take away from other people if you take up a whole health pie. Like really think about it as a pie chart. You're going to go 100% into your health. You're not worried about what that might do to your neighbor. When it comes to money, we view it as a pie that we're taking from other people. That if you take too big of a slice, it's somehow going to affect other people's ability to get money. And that's just not the case. But there is so much to unravel with money. Like, my God. And like a lot of it comes from our childhood and what we heard from the people around us about money, about what was possible for money, about comments that were made about people that had more about how your family interacted with money and wealth. And none of that was wrong. I don't want anyone to feel like, you know, their upbringing set them up for failure. Everyone just does the best they can as they go with what they know. So don't shame people around you that you learned your money beliefs from. Like, just keep going. Like, you couldn't get to today's point without all of your past experiences and they all led you to this point. The other thing that you want to start unraveling is your belief about sales and selling and creating an income and the difficulty level with that and your specific ability with that and what you might have to do to be selling and successful. We've got lots of prompts for you in the workbook to start unraveling all of this. It's really about choosing a different belief and a different story for yourself about what what gets to be possible for you and finding examples of also what gets to be possible so you can give your brain tangible results to latch onto evidence 
Your beliefs of what you believe is possible for you is also a big category here that you want to think about when you're working on money mindset. Now, the second piece to all of this is your attention on your money. And what I mean by that is physically looking at your money, okay? This is going to be painful at first, especially if you are carrying debt or you feel a little bit shaky about your sales that are coming in and your income that's coming in. It's going to be painful and emotional at first until it's not. But avoidance is not empowerment. And so sometimes we think we're protecting ourselves by avoiding things, but it's quite the opposite emotion. And we want to get to a place where we feel empowered and confident with money. If you're in avoidance, you can't be in confidence at the same time. So I want you to set a weekly money date for yourself where you're going to look at your money. You're going to look at your balances. You're going to look at what's coming in. You're going to look at what's owed to you. You're going to look at the bills you paid and send them off with gratitude. Like, thank you so much. I'm so glad I got to get groceries this week. I'm so glad I have electricity. Be really grateful for it. Know what expenses are coming in. Track your income Okay. And through tracking, I also manifest. Okay. So I used to never get my hopes up. I used to be in this space where I was just like, don't get your hopes up. Don't count that client client coming in unless they've paid and signed a contract. Like we heard this as children, right? Never get your hopes up. And so this carried into my business and it, it was never meant to come into business. Okay. So when I'm tracking my income, I also track what I want to come in. And I assume that things are going to come together the way that they're starting to unfold. Part of manifesting is assumption, assuming it's going to go your way, assuming those people are going to sign up, assuming that person is excited and signing the contract right now or clicking buy right now or adding to their cart right now, assuming. The last piece with money mindset that I really want to go over with you guys is utilizing an activity to stretch your goals. I do believe it's important to have a goal that you're focusing on that's more micro and more close to home. We've been talking about that the entire program so that you have something you're focusing on monthly that isn't impossible for you to go after. You don't immediately shut down, close down, like decide like actually I can't even do this. You don't even go for it. Like we've really unraveled that inside this program. And there is also a time and place for long-term growth to be able to stretch you in what you believe is possible for you because stretching yourself puts yourself in a different vibration and it stretches your beliefs and it stretches your creativity. And so what I mean by like doing this activity in a time and place is like, you're not going to do this activity that I'm explaining to you like daily or like, I don't know, to like suddenly figure out how you're going to make $10 million happen this month. Like we're not doing that. We are purposely doing this to practice stretching our vibration, stretching our beliefs, stretching our creativity, which is going to stretch our money thermometer. I want you to create your wild obsessed goal. The beyond your wildest dreams goal. The like, I couldn't even imagine earning that amount. I don't even know how that would come together right now. Once you've got that number, that number that's landing right now in your head as you're listening to me, take that number, say it out loud right now as you're listening, and I want you to 10X it. 10X that. If you just said a million dollars, you're going after 10 million. If you just said $10 million, you're going after 100 million. If you just said 100 million, you're going after a billion, okay? (laughs) Brain dump on a piece of paper. We've got this all in the workbook for you. All of the ways that this could come together. You're going to fill a whole page. 
a whole page. And don't sneakily do this with big handwriting, okay? I see you. <laughs> Next, you're going to go through a section where we're working through the beliefs you need to adopt to become that person and the lifestyle things that she'd be doing at that level. And I want you to do this exercise on a regular basis to stretch your money mom, money thermometer. When you're really working on your money thermometer, this should be something that you do on the regular to continue to stretch your creativity because you're going to be surprised by what comes out on paper. And those beliefs that you need to adopt to, be, to become that version of you, the way she would think if she had that money, start adopting those now. How can you pray those thoughts over yourself now? Choose a different belief for your money. Choose a different belief for your business. Because part of the thing about rewriting our beliefs is you're filling it in with something else. It's not that I don't want you to just not think these thoughts about wealth and money. I want you to replace that with a different thought. And this exercise is really going to help you do that. So make sure you dive into today's workbook. It's super important. Keep up with this money mindset work and keep unraveling things. Keep going through this workbook on a regular basis. It will pay off for you. Your work here is never done, but that's the exciting part. Because as you continue to do this kind of work, your thermometer gets to grow right along with it. So I will see you guys over in the next training. Thanks for being here, money honey. I am so proud of you. Now get to work, bitch.